Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Tennington. With Tennessee's newly passed budget, could we see high-speed internet in every home? Hurry up and visit Fifth and Broad because it is about to become the busiest and most congested place in downtown Nashville. Plus, Metro Council weighs in on the largest job growth in Tennessee. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. Looks like the Tennessee General Assembly passed the 2021 to 2022 budget. And this is according to News Channel 5. Governor Bill Lee announced that the Tennessee General Assembly has passed the budget for the 2021 to 2022 uh, fiscal year. And this takes place July 1st. Yeah. So this is kind of a breath, a breath of fresh air. Uh, not for necessarily, you know, Tennessee's taking care of business early. Um, if you remember during 2020 Nashville, Metro Nashville, trying to pass their 20 to 21 budget, it was like down to the last minute. Uh, so it's good to see that the budget for Tennessee is getting passed, uh, fairly quickly. Uh, the governor says that the $42.6 billion budget includes quote, historic investments in literacy, mental health, broadband, and safety. One of the things that stood out to me in this is the hundred million dollars to provide high speed broadband to every Tennessean. Now, Um, It all depends on how you define high speed broadband, because my definition is probably going to be different than other people's definition. But you're a little bit spoiled, man. uh, Enough (laughs) high speed. I don't know. I think the the technical definition should be enough to stream Netflix and then browse Instagram on your phone at the same time, at the same time. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. I think that's high speed. Internet. I, I remember when we went over the proposal, it was $250 million that Bill Lee proposed for the uh, broadband and uh, for every Tennessean. So it, it dropped down $150 million. Yeah. So, but there is 250, I believe they meant to put a right on news channel, $5 million because it just says $250. I believe it's $250. Yeah. Towards it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, $250 million in investment in mental health trust fund, 79 million, $79 million to eliminate the four, the 11,400 person TCAT waiting list and $145 million for air and rail transportation infrastructure. Oh, uh, supposedly that that's going to include some tax incentives for like jetliners coming into Tennessee and something with FedEx, they're about to save. It's like close to like a billion dollars in taxes or something because of some type of incentive Tennessee just passed. Interesting. I, I need to read more about that because FedEx is a Memphis company. I don't really read, read a lot about what's happening in Memphis. <laughs> you don't read the, the Memphis business journal. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't know if there is one. I um, assume there is. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to look that up. The fact that we don't know shows you how much we know uh, about what's going on in Memphis in its current state. Besides there's an Ikea there and Ikea and an Apple store. They had an Apple store before downtown Nashville did. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Which is crazy. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of downtown Nashville and an Apple store, uh, fifth and broad, which has an Apple store, I believe probably still like three people can walk in at a time. Well, the other day when we were uh, filming at fifth and broad, I saw at least 25 people inside the Apple store. Really? That's 
crazy. This place is packed. <laughs> right. You're, you, everybody should be used to the Apple store where like a thousands thousand of people, people are just like waiting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, 25 people. What? A, that's an improvement for them. Uh, but, you know, we digress. Fifth and Broad right now is already pretty popular, pretty packed. A lot of lines already forming in all of the popular places in Fifth and Broad. And you need to go visit now if you haven't already. And here's why. Uh, because one of the largest financial institutions is about to sit literally right on top of Fifth and Broad and bring all their employees with them. And uh, so Fifth and Broad is about to become insanely busy uh, with the addition of Alliance Bernstein uh, actually bringing in their, their headquarters is already ready to go. Their employees are set to come in as early as July, moving into this area, literally attached to Fifth and Broad. They were originally planning to move in in late 2020, but they had to delay that because of the pandemic. And they're bringing in, I don't know if people are going to be working from home or if all these employees are going to be working in oh, the dude, office. Oh, dude, I would love to work in those offices. Dude, they're nice. Yeah. They're, they're really nice. <laughs> Depends uh, on, I'd, I'd be curious to see where their New York office was and this if, if this is an improvement or a downgrade. I don't know. It, probably somewhere. If it was Hudson head. Yards, it might be a downgrade, but uh, I, I don't know. With I all this food, Hudson Yards. with all this, Hudson Yards didn't have all this food. They did not. So so that's nice. That's true. Uh, but this could be bringing 1,250 additional people Woo. inside of Fifth and Broadway, yeah, which is going to make this place insane. And we don't even think the office building is fully sold out yet. Well, I mean, if you just think about this, all of the places that are returning to work right now, all of the people who are going to be visiting Nashville in June, July, August. I can't wait to see plus, October, dude. It's right. be the busiest month possibly in Nashville history. Plus Alliance Bernstein uh, parking right above Fifth and Broad. So I, I'm not kidding when I say now is the time to go. Uh, while you can still find a seat in the food halls, while you maybe can wait 30 minutes for Hattie B's instead of an hour. Um, so, I mean, but there's a lot to try in there uh, in Assembly Food Hall and all of those places, 1230 Blanco. Go now before it gets just absolutely nuts. Yeah, and then you can just wait in line. Uh, maybe there's a service out there where you can pay people to wait in lines. I think there is. there is. I, I feel like that's a thing. You can always contact me. and I'll, I mean, that's uh, also called Uber Eats for food. Yeah. You can also <laughs> contact me. I'm willing to wait in line for a good price. It made that that's it. It sounds like a high price. It just that's what my ears are saying right now. All right. So speaking of food, let's talk about somewhere that we've eaten locally. I'll go ahead and talk about somewhere in Fifth and Broad that I went to locally. Uh, I went to No Baked. It's a cookie place. They're based out of Kentucky, but they've they have a lot of locations down here in Nashville. They even have a location inside of of uh, of Assembly Food Hall North. I think they started. It was a Belmont student who started it. No I think I can't remember, but I know like some of their first locations were up in. Louisville, Lexington okay. area, areas like that. They brought it down here to Nashville as well. I believe it's somewhere. There's a connection between all those cities right there. Uh, but I, I went to Nobake, actually assembly food hall. Uh, the deal has passed now, but if you went to their website, oh, I got that $5 the, gift you've card. got the $5 gift mm-hmm. card that you could redeem. Uh, redeem yeah, I redeemed that at no bake. So I literally paid like 20 cents for uh, this scoop of cookie dough at no baked. I believe I got like an oatmeal cookie dough one. It was it was not too bad. Um, their chocolate chip is just like really good and it's the 
premium cookie dough, so I think usually I'll stick with that. Is their best? I, I do too. I like that or the Cookie Monster, that blue one. But yeah. The problem with that is your tongue turns blue and your whole mouth is blue, and you're like, oh, I, I know. Just had a business meeting. This <laughs> my mouth should not be blue. <laughs> It'll be going into the business the the business meeting like Cookie Monster. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, the the way to enjoy no baked, honestly, for me is to take it, bring it back home, put it in the fridge. Yep. Because it, it's just a little too warm. Uh, so cool it down a little bit, and I think it'll be good. Uh, one thing I love about the uh, downtown tours that we're doing is it's close to one of my favorite restaurants. And literally, I park right next to it every single time I do a tour in downtown. Uh-huh. And this is Oscar's Taco Shop. Yeah. And I uh, this is the tip. This is, this is the best tip I have. So if you're coming and taking a walking tour with us, which we do have tickets available for Friday, uh... And if you're looking for a great lunch recommendation, Oscars is the best. But when you're finished with our walking tour, you literally call them on the phone and say, hey, I want California burrito, which I had, uh, and I want a queso, and I want a chicken queso. And by the time you get back to there, <laughs> it's ready. It's, you literally walk in, and it's ready, and you walk out. You can actually schedule your pickups now with them off of their app. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so I had their California burrito, which is... Uh, steak, fries, guacamole. I think I added queso this time because I always usually do that. Yeah, but I always forget. It never disappoints. And after walking <laughs> around downtown for two and a half hours or so, you're like, man, that really, it just hits the spot. Yeah, Oscars always hits the spot. It's It's been a while since I've been there because I've been all around the city and trying. I mean, Nashville is just that kind of city where you can just go and try a bunch of, of new things. But let us know where you have eaten recently. Text us at 615-392-1358. If you want to tell us about a place that you've eaten recently, text us, let us know. Maybe we'll give it a shout out on the show. All right, let's head over to Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. Explorers Nashville tip of the day. It's a great day to head to South Nashville and visit Radnor Lake State Park and hike around those beautiful trails, see some deer, some wild turkeys, maybe some wild snakes, and possibly an otter. It's I think it's snake season. Like I've heard from a lot of people that they've seen snakes recently. Uh, so wear your wear your boots. And, I, uh, uh, and be on high alert. Wear your long pants. <laughs> Aaron, have I ever told you the story of the, me stepping on a snake at Radnor Lake? I don't. I can't remember. It was a big one, dude. It was. I, I don't know if it was like a milk snake or I don't know what it was. It was big. And it was it was long. It was like maybe seven or eight feet long. And it was like across the entire path or trail. And its head was on the other side and its tail was still on the other side. It yeah. Was going that slow. And I thought it was a stick. Sure. And I stepped on it and I'm like, that is not I a mean, stick. They blend in so well. Yeah. And I was like, that's not a stick. <laughs> and I, I started to panic and I was wearing flip flops. Oh. And, uh, and then I looked down and I'm like, that is a snake. Uh, that's a snake. And I just started running. <laughs> uh, but it's a great place to be. I hope, I hope that didn't scare you guys because, uh, I mean, it's, it's nature. Very, it's it's very nature. Rare. I have seen a snake hang from a tree at Radnor Lake. Oh, that I, one's interesting. Dude, I've seen on one visit to Radnor, I've seen three or four snakes just kind of curled up, uh, by, you know, where that little deck is oh, on, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, by, on the concrete path. Oh, yeah. I've seen three or four just kind of curled up close to that. Do you know why they do that? I have no idea. So they can warm up. The concrete's absorbing the sun. Yeah. They're getting cold, so they sit in the concrete to warm up. Yeah. So, I mean, 
it's I've seen a lot of snakes in the water there. I mean, it's I mean, it's nature. It's a lake. It's it's a highly habitable area. So uh, it's a wildlife reserve. Yeah. So there, of course, there's going to be wildlife. There's, <laughs> there's bald eagles there. There's, I mean, and they'll get the snakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's bald eagles there. There's blue herons there. There's uh, otters. I've seen otters twice. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really cool place. To a lot go. of a lot of ducks. Guaranteed. You'll almost see a deer or two owls. Stuff like that. Remember that yeah. one time that owl flew in front of our face, like three feet in front of us. Oh, and we're like, awesome. that was like the most amazing thing <laughs> we've ever seen. It was, it was. Uh, so go to Radnor Lake. Um, and then when you're done, you can grab lunch at Maple Street Biscuit Company uh, down in Brentwood. Yeah, you could do that one in Brentwood, or you could drive back up to Berry Hill and get you some good biscuits. Uh, my favorite is the farmer. You can learn more about Maple Street Biscuit Company by visiting our YouTube channel, xplr.nash, and watching our video. All right, that's Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily get 10% off their next online order or in-person visit. You can find them inside the Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. All right, and uh, we talked earlier when we were talking about Fifth and Broad, we mentioned the the walking tours that we do. If you want to learn more about those, you can head to XPLRTours.com. That stands for... If you put in the nouns, explore tours, or sorry, those are vowels, not nouns, exploretours.com. And if you want to book a tour, you can use the promo code NASH, N-A-S-H, it's all caps, to get 20% off of your uh, final order. Everything in your checkout, in your cart, 20% off using that discount code NASH, and that's XPLRTours.com, ExploreTours.com. Saturday's already sold out, so make sure you are booking for Friday now. If you need any questions answered, hit us up on Instagram or DM us. Uh, don't do Twitter. <laughs> and uh, But you can t- also text us at 615 58. We have some exciting news. Metro Council approved an incentives deal for Oracle Corporation on Tuesday night, which all but guarantees the Fortune 100 tech company will open a record-setting waterfront campus in Nashville, according to the Nashville Business Journal. Yes. So this was approved by Metro Council unanimously, 40 to 0 you on Tuesday night. You don't see that night. that often. Not very often. Uh, we'll have to look at their record stats to see, but it is it is a big deal when it is unanimous like that. Uh, so they did this on Tuesday night to this Fortune 100 tech company. Uh, like Stuart said, record-setting waterfront office campus in Nashville. There aren't too many of those, so there could be a lot of record-setting waterfront offices in Nashville. Um, so the agreement uh, in which was voted on, Oracle would pay upfront for a maximum of $175 million of public uh, public infrastructure at its proposed 65-acre campus on the east bank of the Cumberland River. Oracle would recoup most or all of that spending by keeping half of the new property taxes generated by its development for up to 25 years. I believe also what was on the deal that uh, National Business Journal may not have covered is that the remaining 50% actually is this is a, a change that was made on Tuesday night will go to public funding public housing I think um, uh, John Cooper mentioned that uh, but I don't think it was actually like voted on I think that was an amendment okay. part of it yeah so that's something that was brand new kind of that happened on Tuesday 
uh, night. But uh, the the half that is going back to Oracle, they will be recouping that within the next 25 years or up to 25 years that Metro will be paying those back to Oracle. So what's next for Oracle? Uh, Nashville Business Journal goes on to say, uh, Oracle's due diligence period on these land contracts end mid-month, and the company would formally close on its land purchase in June which is pretty awesome. And then the Nashville Business Journal goes on to say, in-depth real estate planning and design work will take eight to 10 months to complete. I guess they have to look at what, hey, where do we put these pipes? Yeah, it may take a while. That's <laughs> do we, a pretty do we, large area to put yeah, a lot of pipes down. Do we uh, do we need to look and see where this water is going to go from the Cumberland River if we don't have flood like <laughs> proofing? Where do uh, we dump this into the Cumberland? Where do we dump this <laughs> illegally into the Cumberland? <laughs> the Nashville Business Journal goes on to say that that effort of rezoning can entail some or all of the East Bank and alterations to the urban design overlay governing development at River North, both of which would require public healing hearings at metro uh, planning commissions and metro council right so it's like once you know one piece of the puzzle then that helps you to design at least in this case know how to move forward with the rest of it the east bank seemed to be just one big question mark not too long ago at the end of 2020 the east bank was just one big question mark with probably all of those things in play behind the scenes but now that it's official they can make adjustments on how they rezone the rest of the east bank and how they're preparing to advertise the rest of east bank instead of just a blank slate now it's something that has the potential to be extremely thriving and you see where the activity is happening and it's just going to kind of slingshot off from that just kind of like amazon brought a slingshot of new uh businesses to nashville yeah and it's really interesting because we knew river north was going to be a thing regardless of what happened with the east bank right um and this has been planned for over 20 years right uh, i'd love to get the, the developer who bought this land initially and what his <laughs> thoughts were behind all of yeah. this uh but we knew river north was coming but you bring up a good point with the rezoning stuff because mm-hmm. If you're if you know you know that area pretty well because Cross Point's right there, yeah. Top Golf is right there. Yep. Those red lights are awful. They're they're really really bad. Yeah, and you're not traveling fast. You're not traveling fast in there. It's there's a lot of uh, rundown buildings in that area, and so it's a really interesting area of Nashville, especially when you have all of that development happening in Germantown. Yeah. Eventually, it had to come over across the river, and now it is, and now we're it's just going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how they rezone everything to make sure it's more pedestrian friendly, traffic friendly. And you're not sitting at a red light for 30 minutes trying to take a right-hand turn. I have done that (laughs) at that red light before. Yes. Okay, so uh, the Business Journal said that Oracle's first office building could open in 2035. 25. Uh, 2025. Yeah, that would be that would be a really long time. Um, And it'll just continue. I think they'll be hiring probably before then. kind of like Amazon did. Amazon had employees way before any of the buildings were available to go into, which, I mean, that's not even a thing right now. Employees are just working from wherever in Amazon right now. Uh, So they'll be hiring. First building open in 2025. Uh, Looks like they'll be hiring since, I can't remember, 2031 or 32, um, with the 8,500 potential people who will be working there. And uh, they'll actually be owning 
uh, all of they're kind of in negotiations now of of a lot of different land in the East Bank while it's being developed and renegotiating contracts or ending contracts with existing property owners down there in that area. Like all of those warehouses and because there's a lot of warehouses in that general a area. Ton. That's almost all it is. Uh, and so it's just a really interesting part of Nashville. Aaron, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this question. What do you think? How do you think this is going to change the dynamic of Nashville and the landscape of Nashville. Well, I, I think it's 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 like I said earlier, it's going to slingshot a lot of of business activity on that side of the river for probably people who are too afraid to take the plunge beforehand because of the unknowns of that area. Yes, River North was going to be a thing. Maybe it was going to be Oracle, but now that it's set in stone. It, it, to me, it seems like it allows other businesses that permission to know that that's going to be a viable option. It's going to be a successful option for people who want to go in there, develop, and kind of bank on, uh, pun intended, uh, bank on that future of the East Bank and River North uh, pretty much throughout the the uh, dang almost mile-long area that could be the East Bank starting I think even south of Nissan Stadium, kind I'll of. I'll say near Shelby Bottoms. Yeah, yeah. like this. So it's just a, a big Kickstarter, and so I think the East Bank growth will be exponential uh, if the right zonings are in place. So it, I think it, it makes the city take another look at the rezoning, see what's possible now that things are in play, and then that opens the opportunity for businesses to just flood into the East Bank again. Pun intended. Well, uh, speaking of flooding, with <laughs> all with all of this development, what may change in the landscape is with the river, uh, because you have all of this development happening, and if they don't have proper flood uh, gates and all of the like flooding materials and yeah. devices they need, the river down the Cumberland River can flood even more significantly. Yeah, and so there, that's a lot to take into consideration. It is. Do you build a flood wall? Do you do this? A lot of uh, what is it called in Parks and Rec? Environmental impact studies. Yeah, that's uh, Parks and Rec is how I learned about this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's really interesting because we uh, we had an opportunity to talk to uh, somebody from Lipscomb, and he's like I don't know what his exact role was, but he studies rivers and the movement of rivers and everything. Yes, and he talked about how like all of this development could like cause significant flooding down the Cumberland River. And it's mostly because when you have development in that area, what it does is it decreases the amount of groundwater in that area. And so that groundwater just moves into the river, uh, causing higher levels of water in the river instead of just in the ground naturally in those areas. So it's going to be it's going to be really interesting because uh, I don't know if you know this, but an average tree, uh, I think in a year, I, I don't know why I looked this up the other day. <laughs> um, I'm very already very fascinated. But I, I believe be. the average tree, like a maple tree or anything, soaks sure. up 110,000 gallons of water. Wow. I believe it. A hundred percent. I believe it. Or more. And so if you, if you have some of these tree type systems, if you have like the little underground flooding tunnels, Interesting. I don't know, there's, there's a lot to work Nashville out. does have this. a lot of underground tunnels. We do. Uh, some of them are flooded right now. <laughs> uh, that's very true. You can learn about that by taking a history tour with us. Oh, we talk about underground tunnels and the use that Nashville used to use them for. Uh, but what I'm excited for most about River North 
is the food opportunities. The food opportunities. I mean, just knowing what food opportunities Fifth and Broad has brought about uh, has, has been a big extension of something like Hunter Station. It's going to be uh, things like the wash that are coming into East Nashville. And the potential for those kind of food hall situations are just very exciting um, especially when you have a more walkable community and it's affordable to live in those walkable communities, you're bringing a lot of local business to those, those stores that, that present themselves in those walkable areas. So that's, that's very exciting. The second thing I'm most excited about is the, um, the boat shuttles that are possibly going to happen from river North into downtown Nashville, oh, second yes. Avenue. I think that's going to be incredible. Like using a riverfront for what a riverfront should be used for yeah. is extremely exciting. Like having like it, it's, it change, it'll change your life to go to uh, across the Brooklyn bridge. Like we did and see people playing soccer on this man-made like little area on the river. It used to be a pier. It used to be a shipping yeah. pier. Yeah. And, well, they, I mean, and now it's a soccer field. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And and I know that's not realistic for the Cumberland because that it's would take the smaller. entire width of the Cumberland <laughs> with what that thing was. Uh, but just to see, uh, and, and that's why these people who come from big cities and, and work on these projects bring great ideas. And that's why the, 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 the guy from Chicago who bought all this land saw what was possible. You know, now he's capitalizing on that. Oh, so, he, he capitalized big time. <laughs> he's walking with a nice little paycheck. He knew exactly <laughs> what a river, just like Chicago, down oh, yeah. through the city, like we talked about before, you can bring to a city. So I'm excited for that aspect of incorporating a river into the structure of this River North area, Oracle, and the bridge that could possibly, pending another Metro Council approval, go between River North and Germantown. Yeah, that pedestrian bridge is going to be incredible. Uh, I hope they actually build road bridges more. I think I think Nashville needs about ten more road bridges across the Cumberland. At least. Uh, so let us if know what your barges. thoughts are. Yeah, barges. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. You just take a barge over back yeah, and forth. It'd be the shortest barge trip there, ever. There used to be a barge. There used to be a barge on the Cumberland yep. River on, on, on McGavick. Yeah, on, on, on Old Hickory McGavick, too. Old Hickory and Bellevue. Um, but on McGavick, it would take you from where Opryland was almost to East Nashville. Yeah. They just we need, need to bring that barges back. just to take you just like just get on the boat in Bellevue, in uh, North Nashville, in wherever, ride down the Cumberland to downtown. It takes you back. That sounds seems amazing. so simple. That's not, yeah, it seems simple. <laughs> but the logistics of storage is the bigger issue. Yeah. Uh, Texas is 615-392-1358. Are you excited about Oracle coming into Nashville? All right. Our local artist of the day is Hannah Bell. We're playing her song today called Anybody But Me. You can find our Spotify link in the show notes as well as her website. You can listen to all of the artists that have been featured here on the podcast by going into Spotify and typing in Nashville Daily Artist of the Day. I believe we're getting close to like 16 hours of incredible music. So I would highly recommend following, downloading, whatever you do to your Spotify playlist. Do it to this one, Nashville Daily Artist of the Day. A little bit about Hannah. She's got an amazing classic Nashville restaurant as one of her favorites yeah this restaurant's called noshville that's found in green hills and i believe they still have the airport location it's a great new york style diner and they have one of the best reuben sandwiches in nashville they do so here is hannah bell with her song anybody but me never been the type of girl to say how i feel i just hold it all in yeah that's how i deal with what's going on inside this head you never can tell 
I might smile and laugh on the outside, but on the inside, I want to yell. I'm a little bit messed up. I'm a little bit broken down. Yeah, I might not turn out to who you thought I'd be. I'm a little bit reckless, and I wear my heart on my sleeve. But I can't be anybody but me. Anybody but me. song anybody but me tomorrow we're talking about sports i know we don't get to do these updates often so when we do we go hard yeah so we have our friend chad bishop who's been on the podcast before he's joining us again to talk about nashville sports we'll see you tomorrow so much for listening to today's episode we really really appreciate it you can uh find more of us over at nashville daily podcast.com to get involved we are over on youtube as well if you want to learn more about nashville at xplr.nash come hang out with us there we're also on instagram at xplr.nash if you want some nashville themed merchandise xplr.life and go rate the podcast five stars